Blog Talk Radio. I heard the woo. It wasn't a bow. You were right. It was woo. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. And we're here to answer all your questions on love, life, career, and whatever is on your mind. So give us a call at 646-381-4141. Tonight we'll be talking about the fear of intimacy. What, what is it? How do you deal with it? And so much more. Dr. Cirillo and I will be taking your calls later this evening. This will be a fun and exciting show with lots of valuable. Lady Fontaine, do you have some fear of intimacy? And your I guess I busted some sort of exactly. That's the ghost. The ghost person in the background. The ghost is getting in our way. The spirit. Well, that was my or my UFO friends. Oh, I did. Did I tell you I did download that program, that um, that ghost uh, radar program? Um, but anyhow, uh, so there's going to be lots of valuable information. So stay tuned. Our number is six four six three eight one four one four one. So before we talk about the fear of intimacy, which I can't even speak tonight, as you could see, is there <laughs> anything we want to talk about about ghosts or or UFOs <laughs> or anything like that, so we can get it out of the way? Did you download that, that ghost uh, radar thing? You no, know, I tried. It's, I have a BlackBerry i7100, and for some reason I it, it wasn't available as an application on my uh, on my device, or at least not that I could find. I was trying. Now, do you have that, that app world on your BlackBerry? Google Map World? Now, this is AppWorld, A-P-P. Oh, AppWorld, yes, I do. Yes, I it do. It should be and I... on there. It should be on there. Um, the, is, how old is your BlackBerry? I got it in 2006. Oh, maybe that's too old. I don't know because the apps are there, but it's just that when you pull it up, it, it comes to nothing. It just keeps, like, going back and forth to, to where it was. You, you understand what I'm saying? When you press download now, it goes back to the original. Oh. Yeah. Did, uh, did you have to, uh, on mine I had to pay for it, like two ninety nine or something like that. Did you pay for it? This said a free download, but I mean, I guess, you, you know, you get what you pay for. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the free version, version you don't get anything. <laughs> the well, the, 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 uh... the free version of the, uh, of the, uh, the program only means that you can't keep a, uh, a log of the words that you've gotten, but it should work. Uh, this uh, Spud Pickles Ghost Radar, right? Yeah, I, I think, think I tried. I, I didn't even have. 
Go ahead, Gina, because I didn't I have tried that Spud yeah. Pickles, and I tried the other, and each time it came up to that part where it says download now, and I downloaded now, and I got nothing. Okay, well, we'll have to look into that, you know, offline and see if we can get yeah. you on with the ghost radar, so we're prepared the next time we do a paranormal investigation. No, I really want to get on to that. I know, I know. Um, but for tonight, our topic is the fear of intimacy. And and actually, you know, this is something that, that I've been thinking about doing for a while, Dr. Cirillo, um, because a lot of my clients are, don't realize that when they pick on available men or when they're, you know, um, in situations where um, – you know, they, they have trouble either expressing their feelings or um, women who sabotage relationships. They don't realize that in the core there is this, this fear of intimacy. So from since you're our in-house um, psychologist, could you give us, like, a, a definition of the fear of intimacy and um, give us an idea of what causes it? Well, the fear of intimacy would start back in the family, uh, combining intimacy and closeness with people with uh, hurt and pain, so that even though you long for intimacy, as all human beings do, at the same time you associate it with possibly abuse, uh, neglect, uh, rejection, and, and you have sort of you want it, but you're afraid of it. So often you deal with that by picking somebody that's what we call safely unavailable. I mean, the, the stereotype is you love somebody who's married, and then they get a divorce and become un, unava- become available, and, uh, you know, suddenly you don't love them anymore. And that's a common problem because I see men, uh, oh, women yeah. and men very, very frequently um, holding on or or chasing after a certain individual, and once they they truly get that person, suddenly it's not so exciting anymore, and they're not interested. So, Dr. Cirillo, in in uh, I have a question about what you just said. So, in in that kind of example, the person thinks they're in love with the married person, and then all of a sudden the married person's available, they're not in love anymore. What, what was the? They, so they were never really in love with the person; they were just in love with the chase. Or but no, it could be you're in love with trying to get something that's unavailable, but more likely, you know, to cover all these instances, I like Carl Jung's theory that we all fall in love with the fantasy, and when the time comes around, we project the fantasy onto a likely object. Mm-hmm. And if we've been hurt in the past, often the way we protect ourselves is we fall in love, let's say we have a crush on a teacher or, uh, you know, we fall in love with with a celebrity and, and we can't get them off our mind. I just picked the married person because that's the most uh, common in, in relationships that seem like they have the potential to work out but never do. Uh, but it, it comes up in all ways. I, I've known people uh, to fall in love with somebody that they knew was inappropriate somebody in jail and then the person gets out of jail and and they're not a pen pal they're a real person and suddenly they don't love them anymore and they find another pen pal who's safely locked away for 12 years these are all instances of a fear of intimacy right right and it's it's a tough it's a tough situation to watch i mean you know i have um 
a huge chunk of my clientele, unfortunately, falls into this, you know, category of really having um, intimacy fears because of the, the consi- because they're consistently picking men who are men or women who are unavailable. I mean, it, the number of people out there who are either involved with um, men or women that are either married or, or, or if I could just speak tonight, I'd be happy, or in, <laughs> or in other relationships, you know, is unfortunately astronomical. So let me ask you, Dr. Cirillo, in your opinion, why, I mean, uh, granted, they're looking for unavailable men, but is every, I mean, not intentionally looking, but because of their old issues, that's what they're drawn towards. Is that the MO of everybody, or are some of these women just really getting lured in, men or women? getting lured in by, by, by men or women out there who um, have other motivations? Well, I mean, the test is if it's a pattern. If you fall in love with one person who seems uh, unavailable and then they become available, you know, people do then pursue the relationship and, as we say, live happily ever after or live happily for seven years or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, not everybody who falls in love with someone that they can't have right away is afraid of intimacy. But sometimes when you are afraid of intimacy, you look for people who, for whatever reason, are safely unavailable, and that could be anybody. It could be somebody you never met, like a celebrity. It could be somebody who's right next door, who's married or who's disinterested. It could be somebody who's... uh Let's say if you're heterosexual, somebody who's confirmed gay or lesbian and and doesn't have any interest. But whatever it is, it's somebody who you can't have and you kind of know you'll never be able to have. And the test of that is if they should ever become available, suddenly you lose interest. I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of calls about this tonight. Phone lines are open. Please call 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. They're here to answer all of your questions. Call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. And remember, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your question at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. That equates to getting a free reading. So don't miss this great opportunity. Send us your questions now. If you don't want your real name used on the air, please let Lady Fontaine know. But in order for your question answered, you will need to provide Lady Fontaine with real names, some background, and a specific question. Tonight, Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be taking, talking about the fear of intimacy. And we'll begin taking calls right after the mailbag question. So give us a call at 646 646- Three eight one four one four one, and now it's time for our Sky McKenna's Skywatch report. Remember to visit Sky at her website at skymckenna.com. Hello, everybody. This is Sky McKenna with my weekly Skywatch Energy Report. This is a review of the energies for the upcoming week. And if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives, or you can go to my website, skymckenna.com, and click the link near the top of the page. You can also read the Energy Report on my blog. There's a link at the top of my website for that, too. So, we've got the wind in our backs. We're still holding on to our hats. Here's the week ahead in eight minutes or less. And this then is for the week beginning Sunday, September 5th, 2010. Well, have you got your running shoes dusted off and ready to hit the ground running? 
I hope so, because big changes are afoot, and the coast is almost clear to take off with our new projects. We should all be getting geared up now for Mercury's return to direct motion, hallelujah, next Sunday, September 12th. For starters, hopefully over these last three weeks, we've found new understandings and gotten some clarity and maybe a new handle on some of our new goals, especially when it comes to work, our daily routines, and our magnificent health and bodies. And this week begins the bigger energy shifts and changes that are coming for us that start next week. We start off on Sunday, September 5th, with Venus forming a beneficial, creative trine aspect to the healing asteroid Chiron, and balance and healing energy will be readily available to us. Artists and creators of all kinds can wallow in this harmonious energy and begin or complete a work of art, or just sit and feel the delicious inspiration flowing down around us. But the big action of the week happens on Wednesday, September 8th, when we have the new moon in Virgo, Venus enters Scorpio, and Jupiter backs up into Pisces, where he'll be staying until January 21st, 2011. This is a lot of deep, watery, emotional energy, so we should be prepared for that. This new moon in Mercury sign of Virgo will be helping us finalize and get a handle on our thinking and decision-making, and it can finally bring some grounded, clear vision to us, where we might have felt a little waffly or uncertain lately. All new moons mark a new beginning and a new cycle, so this is the time to focus on on what we wish for in our lives. And this new moon in particular will help us get organized and move our dreams into action. And in Virgo, this new moon may also help us more clearly listen to our physical bodies and know precisely what needs to be encouraged, healed, or nurtured. And also on Wednesday, September 8th, Venus enters intense Scorpio and Jupiter backs up into Pisces. This is a major signal to do something with like-minded people or a person, maybe that we've never done before, and to not be afraid of feeling the passion in our lives, whether it's for a person, place, or thing. Because as Jupiter re-enters devoted and sensitive Pisces, we will have the opportunity to retrace our emotional steps and take care of any unfinished emotional business, wrap up a few loose ends, and possibly begin fresh and new. And that's a good thing. So the next two months will be important for connecting and allowing our heart's desires to blossom. And any activities involving divinely inspired creativity and spiritual unity will be especially blessed. Then on Thursday, September 9th, Mars makes an easygoing connecting trine aspect to sensitive Neptune and will be attracted to spiritual people or artists or maybe both. We could also find ourselves being extra sensitive, and this would be just a great time to take some time for ourselves to dream, daydream, or meditate, or just sit under a tree and not think at all. We can expect intuition to flow easily to us today. And on Friday, September 10th, Mars will follow Venus's lead from earlier in the week and form a creative, supportive trine aspect to the healing asteroid Chiron. And now we can put wisdom and healing into action, especially in relationships, finances, and our creative or artistic endeavors. So the bottom line is that we should be using this week to get geared up to get going next week and beyond. Because not only does Mercury move to direct motion on Sunday, September 12th, but Pluto also turns direct on September 13th, and Mars will enter the sign of Scorpio on September 14th. And now, with Mercury ending his retrograde period, our communications will become clearer, and like the song says, we can see clearly now, and we can finally decide to decide. Lots more about this in next week's Skywatch, so stay tuned. Now this week I want to talk about how and where the energy of this Virgo new moon will affect each sign. And this will apply to your sun sign and rising ascendant sign if you know it. Aries, you can expect progress in work and health matters. Your greatest success lies with being flexible at work and investigating new work methods. New doors can open for you now. Taurus, romantic pursuits, pleasures, and maybe a surprise or two along the way can present themselves. New starts involving children, creativity, or romantic affairs can take flight. 
Gemini, home or family matters can get a breath of fresh air. You may also come to a conclusion or an end of a lingering matter. Entertaining in your home can lead to new opportunities, too. Cancer, look for increased correspondence of all kinds and maybe a few journeys to nearby places that bring new starts or inspiration to you. Leo, financial success and increased income can present themselves easily to you now. Be sure to explore and grab those new opportunities that are presented to you now. Virgo, this is your new moon. New energy and inspiration is there for you in body, mind, and soul. Plant the seeds for what you want to manifest. You can have them. Libra, secrets from the past may be revealed and come up for review. Pay attention to your dreams. You could receive some valuable hidden information. Scorpio, issues of a private or secret nature may come to your attention. And investigating the hidden or unseen physically or spiritually can unlock some doors you've been wanting to open. Sagittarius, your career is emphasized and your ambitions can get a boost. You may also receive recognition, honor, or a new opportunity knocks. Capricorn, dealings with people or situations at a distance can come to your attention. Keep your mind open as you look to future possibilities, even related to education or travel. Aquarius, shared resources can get a boost. You could see money do you coming your way, or a partner could get a raise or promotion that somehow benefits you too. Pisces, partnerships of all kinds can come up for a second or a third look. You can forge profitable alliances by being willing to offer support where you see that it's needed. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of the Skywatch Energy Report. And remember, if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives or visit my website, skymckenna.com, and the link is right there at the top of the page. And you'll also find a link to my new blog if you'd like to read the Energy Report. And remember, the animals still need your help. You can feed a homeless animal with just the click of the mouse. It's absolutely, positively, no questions asked free. In 2009, your clicks equaled 92 million bowls of food for homeless animals. So just go to theanimalrescuesite.com and click on the purple button that says, Click here, it's free. Well, that's about it for this week. And remember, you never lose by loving, you always lose by holding back. So till next time, take good care, God bless, and namaste. And I'm here to remind you to visit my website at ladyfontaine.com to learn more about me or to schedule a psychic reading or life coaching session. That's ladyfontaine.com, L-A-D-Y-F-O-N-T-A-I-N-E.com. And for those of you who like monthly predictions, please read my exciting Psychic Scopes column on Billy Lowe's new website called Lowlights. Red Carpet Beauty Before It Hits the Stands. That's lowlights.com, L-O-W-E-L-I-G-H-T-S.com. Billy Lowe, as you may know, is one of the leading beauty experts and hairstylists in Hollywood. Check out his website for leading beauty and celebrity news, and be sure to read my column called Psychic Scopes. All right, well, now it's time for the mailbag question of the day. Ladies, are you ready? We're ready. As always, we always have great questions in the mailbag. 
Yeah, we do. All right, this first one. Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo, I heard this week's show is about fear of intimacy, so I find it appropriate to write to you. My boyfriend of a year broke up with me last week, due in part to this issue. When we met, I had a history of choosing men who were unavailable, or whom I had put on a pedestal. These relationships, while passionate yet short-lived, because they were about the chase and winning, not about real love and intimacy. I made a conscious decision to meet a man who was available and whom I could really connect with, and soon after I met Sam. From our first date, Sam was kind of attentive, sorry, kind and attentive, which wouldn't have normally kept my attention, but he was funny and cute too. I wasn't lusting after him the way I had with other guys of my past, but I thought there could be a real future with this Sam. After just a month of dating, I could tell he was in love with me, and soon he told me this. I knew I liked him, but it was just too soon for me. In the past, uh, pardon me, it's loading. In the past, I overlooked men's issues because I was so focused with the chase, now everything was so real, superficial, superficially. He wasn't wealthy. He didn't have a nice car or a nice house, and his lifestyle was just different than mine. And that led to my feeling pressure. He knew he was in love with me, and he asked me for the passion and affection and expressiveness of someone who knew they were in love. The problem was that I knew I liked spending time with him and getting to know him, but I didn't know if I was in love with him. That's in quotations. Instead of presenting himself as the perfect guy, he was so honest and, for lack of a better word, human. I felt immense pressure to be in love and move forward, yet I was stuck. And he didn't understand why he was, wasn't getting passion and communication from me. I think he stuck around because he knew I had intimacy issues, and he was hoping my shrink would help me get past these. But very little changed, and he ultimately broke up with me. The problem is that I know there's something between us, and I've never felt before a real connection, yet I was so scared of his finances and career that I will never that will never bring in a lot of money, his career she was referring to. I was also scared of the boredom. Since I was so used to dating guys who were charming and unpredictable, I didn't know what to do with the realities of an intimate, true relationship. I was also overwhelmed by how fast and hard he fell for me. I was so scared I would want out, that I wouldn't have those same passionate feelings I had for those dangerous guys of my past, that I just couldn't open up fully or move forward. I'm so confused and scared. A part of me thinks maybe I need financial security, even though I make my own money, and a guy who's more in tune with my higher-end lifestyle, while another part of me... That I found fantastic. That I found a fantastic man who I really connected to. After not speaking now for over a week, I keep coming back to the same question: How does a woman who has already gone for the unavailable man and never really been in love find love with a man who actually is available and doesn't keep her on edge? How can I possibly know if I am in love with Sam, but my issues are preventing me from taking the chance of letting it happen? Or if Sam isn't the right guy, and I could actually find love with another available guy. Any advice and insight would be greatly appreciated. Conflicted in California. 
And just so you know, the woman's name is Anne. So the two names are Anne and Sam. Okay. Um, Dr. Cirillo, I'm going to let you go first since she asked a question that I feel you could probably answer better, and that was um, – do you remember the question she asked, or do you want me to read yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. How she could ha how she could ha how she could be happy with someone who wasn't, uh, let's say, totally up to her ideals or her standards. And what I'm getting from this is is what we've talked about in the past that she's seeking a man who can provide her with more excitement. What she said about her high end lifestyle, money. Uh, somebody who's a little dangerous, who has sort of a dark, uh, ghostly kind of side that she doesn't know. And this guy is really out there. She sees everything about him. He's not hiding anything. Uh, he's available. He loves her. You know, it could be that she doesn't have a high enough self-esteem to be able to give back to somebody who loves her. But the other thing is what I always recommend about seeking excitement Maybe your guy or your girl or your husband or wife doesn't have to provide everything. Maybe they, in this case, the guy can't provide excitement, so she's got to do interesting things herself. If there's somewhere she wants to go and she can help out financially a little bit, maybe he can start to like doing some more interesting things. If not, she can find friends and, and other interests and they come together in the area where, like she said, she made a connection with him. Um, now, if the passion isn't as great, you know, that's hard to change because it seems like this is a classic case of someone who they say is ideal but, uh, you know, doesn't bring up excitement. He likes her more than she likes him. And he's but. showing it in, in the passion and, and the sex. And that's, that's something that, that's hard to work on. But, but. I mean, she is saying here that, you know, generally she she does very well in relationships where the man isn't in tune to her and she's always on edge, you know, and that seems to sort of wet her whistle, which to me is classic in, in, in the fear of intimacy. I mean, chase after those who you don't have a chance with because the ones that you do have a chance with, you're afraid to reveal yourself to and open up for fear of rejection. So, so I mean... Uh, assuming that she wants to try to um, find something within herself to help her shift in a way to be able to give this guy a chance where she's not just going through the motions of things, do you have any ideas or suggestions to help her? Well, um, that's why I'm suggesting she get her excitement and her kicks and, in a sense, somewhere else, get involved in some activity, something she likes to do. Um, it doesn't have to involve him, but, you know, maybe suggest new things to him that he hasn't thought about. Uh, now, as far as passion, would he be open to watching sex tapes, uh, trying new positions, uh you know, there, there's nothing wrong with, with suggesting that. And, and there's, what's to be expected is that this relationship, whenever any relationship becomes, let's say, at the marriage level or after 15 months, the passion and the chemistry wear off. And then it becomes more of a friendship. So that part of, of life will wear down, and she's never been with any of these other men long enough to have that happen. But uh, she, uh, you know, she's, 
she's got to give this guy some kind of a chance. It sounds like he already broke up with her because he wants more, and he I don't know if there still is a chance, but if there still is a chance, uh, maybe she could take him to the shrink with her so that she and the shrink, they, a lot of people do premarital counseling now, and, and if he's hoping her shrink will straighten her out, if there's a problem in a relationship, the shrink really needs to see both. So I would suggest that, that if she broached the subject, obviously she's writing to us. She doesn't want to give up on the relationship. She sees there's some good potential and possibly bring him with her along uh, in counseling. Well, I, I, let me ask you guys a question real quick. Do you think that the, the, the author of that letter genuinely appreciates this guy, or do you think that she would be settling? Because it sounds like that this guy is uh, very good for specific people that appreciate what it is that he has to offer. But uh, it seems like if there's that much thought that goes into it, she shouldn't waste her time and she should move on. Let her go and get the sparkly guy that makes her feel the things that she decides she wants to feel now. And then when she fixes herself, she might be ready to find somebody. She might be ready to revisit this. But right now, in the way that she is, uh, and I mean this in the most least insulting way possible, don't take, me, don't take this the wrong way, you're not right for him. It's not even a question necessarily of, is this person right for you? Should you settle for this thing that you might not necessarily think is the ideal thing because it doesn't have the excitement and you know, no, blah, 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 blah. You have to fix yourself before you give yourself to someone else right now. You can't be right for anybody, for someone else, somebody else, if you're not right for you. You're, you're paraphrasing Frank Sinatra, Frank, right, Frank? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, quite frankly, it sounds like she wants to have her cake and eat it too right now. She's, she can't do it. She can't figure out a way to do it. So she's asking you guys for permission to do that. And unfortunately, she is going to be miserable if she ends up this way because she's going to eventually resent this guy. She's going to resent the fact that he's not what she has in her preconceived notion of what she, uh, notion of what she wants. So uh, my two cents is let it go, Indiana. Just move on and find somebody else. And that might not happen right away, but give it time. But if you made the decision that this guy wasn't right for you, there might be something more. Don't second-guess yourself. There's probably things that you're not even considering at the forefront of your mind in regards to this one particular person. But okay. that's just and I agree. I agree with a few things that you said there um, emphatically, and that is that she needs to work on herself before she's going to be able to sort all this stuff out and, and know where things stand. But my concern with this particular issue is um, – I feel it's a repeating problem. I mean, she's saying she always goes for these unavailable types. And that's, you know, she needs to work on that issue, obviously. I was wondering if, if Dr. Cirillo had any, um, you know, other, but she's given some ideas and, and suggestions as far as what she can do. I mean, from a psychic standpoint, I want to say that, um, you know, there's things that when I when I feel Sam's energy with, with her energy that I, I really like about them together, um, and there's things that don't align so perfectly with it. Um, I feel, though, that he, he um, felt very disappointed and very disillusioned that he wasn't getting, you know, the response or, or getting everything he needed out of the relationship either. So it, it's going to be a hard thing for either one of them to fix without 
truly changing, and you don't change overnight, or you should not try to change being somebody you're not either. But, you know, I do feel that Anne has an issue with intimacy, and I do feel that in order for her to be able to start making smarter choices, um, she needs to be able to really reflect and go back into experiences in her childhood where she was neglected or was rejected or, um, you know, didn't receive the love that she was entitled to because that is what's causing her to play out the situation that she's playing out right now. See, I'm thinking also we talked about her problem being one of intimacy and she's saying that now that this guy is unavailable, she seems to be having second thoughts that, he might have been the one, and sometimes you do think, you know, maybe I should force myself to feel chemistry. If only I could make myself love him, it would be so convenient. And you picked up on a good point. If the chemistry isn't there, even if this person might be right for you intellectually or as a friend or a brother or something, it can't work out in intimacy. That That's a reality that, that we don't control. Well, what do you think about what you just said? I mean, in my experience... When somebody is suddenly unavailable, then suddenly they're so, oh, God, you know, I, well, what have I lost? I mean, I want him back. I mean, I have worked with people yeah. have been in relationships and only wanted out. All they thought about was getting out of the relationship, and then as soon as their partner dumped them, suddenly they're God's gift to this world, and the only thing they could think of is getting them back. Okay, so well, that, that seems ego. to be a little bit that, like this. Well, yeah, and that's that's what it is. Then you wonder if she doesn't have to work on herself, and and that, right. or she'll never be satisfied. Right, right. That's that's my feeling. Um, before we move away from this one and move on to our second mailbag question, does anybody else have any other final words? Um, I mean, the only thing that I was concerned with Frank, and I totally think that Frank has something to say as far as you know, maybe she's not right for him. Um, and, and, but the only thing that concerns me is when, uh, he says she should maybe go find someone else that's sparkly, because that's her problem in the first place, is that the sparkly people are the ones that turn her on and they're never right for her, or as she says, you know. In all honesty, I, I might have been being uh, a tad facetious in my choice of words. Oh, whatever, um, I mean, no, it doesn't have to be sparkly, but I know what you mean, like as far as charming or... Uh, where she feels chemistry, if she feels chemistry only with an unavailable man, how does she find chemistry with one who's right. available? Yeah. Well, I, I don't that's, think it's the yeah. I don't think it's the unavailability necessarily that's the appeal. I feel like that she almost feels ashamed to want the things that she wants, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, if you don't want the nice, happy, that. steady guy, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I'm, what I'm saying is. The impulsive there are guy girls who would want is not... There are girls who would want the nice, happy, steady guy, and she's yes. not being fair to him if she keeps putting him down for being, for some of what you might see as his good traits. Right. And, and, I I, yeah. and, and on the same token, it's not necessarily unstable to be an impulsive, uh, charming guy. If that's what she's looking for and this guy's not that, that's what I'm saying by sparkly. I'm not saying not sparkly it. to mean unava- uh, unavailable and in Congress to a healthy relationship. I'm saying sparkly meaning she's, she listed out certain qualities that she likes. And if this guy's not that, don't try to convince yourself just because he's a nice guy and the world right. says that nice guys are awesome to <laughs> take him. Is just wait out, 
find someone you want, it'll be a healthy relationship. But that's that's what I'm saying. And what about Dr. Cirillo? Uh, I think that Lady Fontaine was getting in on this also, is if she always feels the chemistry with an unavailable man, if that's what gives her chemistry, then how does she find chemistry with an available one? Is there anything she right. can do? Right, that's exactly what I'm, and that's where I was disagreeing with you, Frank, because I don't feel it's about the money, and I don't feel it's about, I feel those are convenient excuses. That but that's not what I'm saying. Here. All right, but I don't want to spend the whole show on this one question either. Okay. We can all agree to disagree. <laughs> no, I don't think that I don't think we're disagreeing with Frank at all. I think that there's a I lot know. of questions going on. Like I think both Lee and Fun. Yeah, I think both things to solve. Right. Well, maybe she should call in in a couple of weeks and let us know what right. happened. Right. Right. Maybe and she'll do some work on herself and figure it out. Right, because it's hard for us to project exactly what she means by everything she said here. I, I feel. Um, Frank, you, me, um, Dr. Cirillo, we're seeing it from different perspectives, which is good, but we don't know her perspective per se. So right now it's all speculation. But good points. They were very, very good points. Good question for an intimacy show, that's for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. All right, we do have one more mailbag question, then I do want to get to the callers because we have a bunch. We, the switchboard is totally lit up. All right, next Frank. question. Go ahead. Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo, I've been a fan of yours, Lady Fontaine, for a long time. I remember when you were on AM radio here in New York. I listened to your show all the time. My problem is me. I'm 37 years old. I'm divorced. I was married for 10 years to a great guy, but he turned out to be more like a child than a husband. So after years of carrying the romance and relationship, I divorced him. When I met Mike, uh, then, sorry, then I met Mike, and we had a whirlwind romance but he was separated and was having a hard time leaving his kids, so that one didn't work out. Then I met Les, and he was rich and gorgeous, and we had deep conversations, and he was a great guy. We got along great and had fun together, but when we started to get intimate, he had issues, erectile dysfunction, and that put a strain on the relationship, and eventually we split up. Now I am the successful owner of a bridal salon in Westchester, New York, and I have a robust career and lots of friends, and I am happy. Or am I? I haven't had a relationship in almost five years. I don't even want to think about it. I feel good about me, but is this normal? Am I hiding from love? Every time I think about going on Match.com, I get panicky. I get a panicky feeling, and I don't want to do it. The few times I have and get correspondence from men, I don't answer. I tell myself I'm too busy and this too and a bit too busy and to this and to that and that the guys aren't smart enough, successful enough, good looking enough, etc., etc. But I wonder if it isn't any of that, but rather that I'm afraid. If so, what do I do? Loving your show each week, Jessica in New York. Wow, there, there's so many similarities in this. I think that based on what she's saying, this is so classic of, of again, fear of intimacy. And I just find it ironic that, you know, everybody's looking for this, uh, thinks that they're looking for this smart, successful, good-looking, you know, rich, wonderful guy, um, and, and they're missing the real guys that are out there. But, um, you know, I do feel that she's afraid. I do feel that her past relationships have 
just totally emotionally shut her down. Um, but, again, this is a, another situation where if she were to push herself to respond to some of these men who are contacting her on match, I feel it would, it would end up being disastrous because she's not ready. There's no way to really speed the process, but what I want to ask Dr. Cirillo is, in a situation like this, if this was your client, what would you suggest to them to be able well, to Well, it's funny that, that she, yeah, yeah, that she's in the bridal business. That's what I hooked into, that she's now happy and she owns a bridal salon. It's like well, paradoxical. Yeah. It's a little bit like, like myself, you know, she can spectate onto other people's relationships or weddings and help them prepare for the wedding and plan and everything. But she doesn't have to go through the negative part. She only has the fun and the excitement. But you know what I see here? She found every type of man. It's a little different from the other. The other was saying these exciting, good-looking people that were out of her reach and the down-to-earth kind of guy next door that was within her reach. This woman has gone through just about every different type, a divorced man with kids and, you know, the nice guy, uh, the one who was gorgeous and, and exciting, but he had erectile dysfunction. It seems like she finds one thing wrong, and I, I certainly with Match.com, you have less of a chance than with somebody. That's been my experience and the experience of a lot of people because they can hide a lot of things when, when it's not one-on-one -on -one meeting. Uh, you know, maybe she's got to see what is there in her, in her own fear of intimacy that she always finds something wrong with someone because now she this is a different type. She's she's found all different types and there's always something wrong. You know, if he was right. if he was if he was a hundred percent perfect he'd he'd be God, like like the woman who wrote the letter about the Greek God <laughs> who then became unavailable when she got a divorce. <laughs> you know, we had I mean that on our show? Yes, we did. She said the oh, guy was okay. like a great God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, she divorced okay. her husband for him, and then he became unavailable. But, I mean, here this woman is saying, you know, the guy has a potency problem. Somebody else had, had the kids. All these things are the kind of things that if you really love the person, they they could be worked out in one See, way or another. My feeling, right. That's my feeling on, on the, both of these letters, that in essence, if you truly love somebody, even, even with the first uh, letter that we had, you know, the fact the person didn't make enough money and all this kind of stuff. I mean, you work through that if it's somebody who's really right for you. Um, with, with Jessica, the second letter, um, my concern is I feel her to be, you know, just totally shut down at this point and making excuses to not allow her to get, you know, to get involved with anybody. I'm feeling such a major letdown, and to me it feels like, um, the divorced guy, that or the, the separated guy, Mike, I think was his name, that that romance for her was a devastating romance. And I feel a tremendous letdown in, in the energy, and I feel that got her gun shy. That was the relationship that shut her down. And then the next relationship that came along, I don't remember the person's name, um, you know, with that, that rich guy or whatever was just He like, was impotent, rich and good-looking. Right, but right. So that was just eye candy. She wasn't even looking then. She just needed something to sort of fill in the blanks. Um, and then after that, she just went into the total shutdown mode. So when somebody's in that, that mode, and granted, I, I, um, I come from the school, if you're not, you know, if you don't want a relationship, don't push yourself into one because where could it go? 
you know, if you're pushing yourself in it, into a relationship, it's not fair to, to, you know, the person involved. But from a psychological standpoint, when somebody's emotionally shut down, what advice do you give them, Dr. Cirillo, as far as well, relationships? How do they start picking up the pieces? They've got to finish grieving. I mean, she's divorced. It didn't work out. Her husband turned to be a, turned out to be a baby, and then uh, she got with this other guy, and, and he, uh, for whatever reason, thought his kids were so important that he couldn't have a relationship, whereas a lot of people do when they're the non-custodial parents. So, you know, it, it sounds like she has to grieve whatever it is she didn't get from childhood on. She's carrying around some bitterness and you know maybe the world isn't totally fair i mean some people marry their high school sweetheart and live happily ever after but that's rare so she got the bad end of things once in a while but she has to start looking for things that give her pleasure and find somebody along with that so that again you know everything in her life won't depend on meeting somebody and having the perfect relationship because when she even gets into something that, that seems perfect, there's always something wrong with it. That's, that's part of being human. And, and you know what you just said, I feel, is such a, 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 a really smart approach. And that's, you know, if, if she's, whatever she's involved with, if you meet people when you're, when you're either working or at play in your comfort zone, oftentimes these, these, these meetings start out as, as a friendship or as more relaxed type of environment rather than trying to meet somebody on Match.com, where that is a place or a bar where, you know, people go there to meet and, you know, whatever. Where at work, you know, you can have the opportunity or even, um, you know, if it's if she had a hobby or something like that and she met somebody there, I feel that would sort of reintroduce her to the dating world in a safe environment rather than trying to, you know, put on that, that you know that that poker face right now. That okay, now I'm going out and I'm I'm trying to be ready to date because she isn't. She's getting a panicky feeling. Well, my gut feeling is, um, you know, if if she spends some time and and does some internal work and and I think you nailed it, Dr. Cirillo, goes through the grieving process because I feel if the situation with Mike is still beyond strong in her energy. I mean, I could feel it as if. She thinks of this man 24-7, and she didn't give us any time frames as far as, you know, how long ago that was. But my gut feeling is until she resolves that issue, she's really not going to be able to move forward in a relationship. Yeah, I think definitely she seems to be stuck there. Yeah, these were really great questions. They really, really were. And I'm glad that we all, you know, participated. I think we all had good ideas. And, and, you know, in understanding things. And, again, I really hope that Anne, with our first mailbag question, does give us a call in so we can get her side of the story with things and perhaps zoom in on, on the key issues for her even a little bit better. All right. So we, we hope if Anne is out there, Anne, wherever you are, give us a call. We'll give you priority. Sounds good. There's always something when you read somebody's story in a letter or a mailbag question that you wonder about, and, and that's the advantage of dialogue on the phone that right. you can ask right. immediately. Right, because we all have a different perspective, and we're holding on to a different you know, side of things. I mean, the mailbag questions are great. I'm glad we have them. 
But, you know, in, in something like that, um, I, I, I just feel if we got some clarity, we would be able to help her better. But all right. Um, I think we're going to be just about ready to take some calls. I know we've got a bunch of callers waiting. Um, who is our first caller? I don't know. Do we have anybody on the line? Oh. That, oh well, we have, uh, we have uh, Beth on the line. Uh, okay. Beth is, uh, is dating a man who has a fear of commitment. Beth, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi. Hi, Beth. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. Oh, it's our pleasure. How can we help you? Could you give us a little bit of background as far as what's going on? Okay. Well, I I met I met this guy a couple of months ago, and he doesn't live in the same city as I do, but I've spent a couple of weeks with him, just you know, traveling to where he lives, and he has a daughter, a three-year-old daughter, and he he was never married to the mother, and he had a rough childhood, uh, step parents, and all that, but. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of get mixed messages from him. You know, like like he kind of plays house with me almost. His daughter loves me. I love his daughter. And I'm kind of... Uh, I don't really know if I want my own kids, but I like kids. So it's great for me, and he's yes, great. the daughter's already there. That, that is sometimes an advantage of a potential uh, stepchild. <laughs> so, well, yeah, that's kind of ironic, too. But I, I'm very aware of kind of the situation, and I've I've gone through some really difficult sort of other, you know, fear of intimacy issues in the past year, two years myself. Not, I haven't been the one on the kind of instigating end as the last two letters were, but I've been on the receiving end of kind of being shut down and shut out. But yeah, I'm not it's sure. Like, what is he doing as far as his own life? Because I get the sense that he doesn't want to take on another girlfriend and possibly have another baby and, and more responsibility? Is, is he steadily working? Is, is he able to handle what's essentially two families? Well, I don't, I don't really want to have kids. So it's, it's great that he already has a kid, and I can kind of – I know that's really, that sounds really bad, but, but it's, it's great for me, though. Because I can kind of be. You can be a mother when you want to be a mother. Yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah. you know, like uh, without the extent of that kind of responsibility. I know that <laughs> I'm revealing my own intimacy issues. But um, I don't know. I just I just told him recently that, you know, I'm getting emotionally attached. And I just, you know, I don't know if I continue this relationship unless I I get some kind of commitment from his end and he's just told me you know he really doesn't want that and and all the rest however he still wants to talk to me and he still wants to see me and he still wants you know wants me in his life 
But I they just don't want know. intimacy. That's what you, in a sense, have to hold. That uh, you can't say, "Look, I want some commitment," or "I'm or I'm going to date around also." But then you do risk losing him. It sounds like he, in a in a way, wants to have his cake and eat it too, also. And you're making it easy. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I know. No, I I uh, I know this. I'm just like, I don't know how. Like, I I understand. I understand too too well is is kind of where I'm coming from and on on the one hand like I understand where he's coming from and I understand he's been hurt and I understand he's suffered and I understand that like no one's really you know stuck it out and proved to him that you can love somebody and they will always be there for you no matter what so you know what I mean like I'm kind of yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Well, let, let me let me say this. First of all, you know, from a psychic perspective, you know, I feel um, it, it, uh, it, it, he feels so guarded. He feels tremendously guarded. You feel guarded as well, but not anywhere near how he guards his heart. And, you know, you, you can choose to stick around for somebody who's not going to give, be able to give back to you, and that's a choice that, that you would be making. It really becomes a matter of you setting priorities. What's more important, for you to be a friend and be there for him or to be there for yourself? So, you know, if you've listened to my show, you know that I very much come from a perspective of the law of attraction. In order for you to be drawing in situations into your life that honor you, that honor and support you, you need to start with honoring yourself. So if the relationship isn't giving you what you want, and he basically, it's basically what, what I hear you saying, Beth, is you're not getting what you want from him, but yet he's kind of happy to have it on some level and still talk and still have, you know, the contact with you, and it isn't truly serving you. So if, if you have to decide what's important to you, to be there for him or to honor yourself, if you choose to be there for him, um, and not honor yourself, that sends one whole shockwave to the universe. And unfortunately, that, that sort of sets you up for, you know, receiving things in your life that don't necessarily honor and support you. I don't feel that he's going to be able to shift overnight with anything. I really, really don't. I feel he's a nice guy. I feel there are moments where you guys really connect well and that he's even able to, to somehow show you that that he is interested and that he does have sincere and genuine feelings, but he's not going to be able to shake things overnight. I mean, this becomes a responsibility on his part for him to get, to work on himself and get whatever help he needs to be able to be fruitful and be open in a relationship. And the unfortunate part of it is um, not that he doesn't see it, but he doesn't want to see it. You know, he may be aware of it on, on some level, but he hides behind uh, a, almost like a convenient uh, cover in a way of just saying that, well, I just want to keep it light or I just want to keep it this way or that way, where he's, or, or he's actually wearing the label and not dealing with the core issues himself. And basically what I want to say is until both of you work through everything, that not everything, but start addressing the things that you need to address, even if you were able to come together, it would not, it, 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 it's almost doomed for failure because if he's afraid and you're afraid, um, what's ultimately going to happen? He's always going to be pushing you away and testing you, and it's going to end up not having the, the, the dynamics that you, you truly desire. So, you know, I, I come from a perspective, be true to yourself, 
Um, and you, you can still be this person's friend, but he's not going to shift overnight for you. He isn't. Hmm. He isn't. Yeah. It doesn't mean he doesn't want to. It doesn't mean that he doesn't have genuine or sincere feelings for you because I believe that he does. But there's so many, there's so, it's sort of buried so many layers down. And I feel that there's a part of him in the core of who he is that knows it, and he's afraid of it. Therefore, he'll hide behind all this other stuff. That's a, that's kind of what I I kind of sense because I've I also come from you know a similar background where I had a lot of problems in my family, but I feel like I've gone the opposite direction. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I have too much; it gets out of control. Mm-hmm. I have too too much emotion, and I, I can't I can't kind of keep keep a lid on it, keep it under control. So, but but I've I've gotten a lot better recently, especially in the last in the last year with the 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 Saturn Uranus opposition. That really that really uh, I really went for a ride on that. But um, but I yeah I kind of come to understand like you know in the Saturn Uranus opposition what. What that does, and kind of the past and the future, and what you want to be, and what issues from the past you want to take with you, and I kind of feel like I've sort of gotten over where he is, and I could help him, but I just don't know how far I should go to be like I can help you to the well, point where I say like I can't help you anymore, like you're not, you just don't want to. That's the thing. He definitely has to learn to help himself, but right. Um, you know, I, I do, let us know how it works out. I mean, I, you can't assume the responsibility of the stuff that he's got to work through on his own. He needs to do that on, on his own. There's only so far that you can go as a friend to help him out. You know, but you have to make the choices as far as, you know, do you want to stick this out or not stick it out. But thank you very much for your call. I know we've got a bunch of other callers on the line. <laughs> um, our number thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, our number again is 646-381-4141. Who is our next caller? Our next caller is Valerie. And Valerie wants to know if she and Jeffrey will reconnect. Okay. Valerie. Hi, Valerie. Welcome Hi. to the taking my, Thank you for taking my call, ladies. Oh, it's our pleasure. Um, tell us a little bit about what's going on with Jeffrey. Um, I've known him for a long time. <sighs> We've been back and forth. Um, there have been long periods of time when we haven't talked, and we've reconnected, and it's just been a crazy, uh, <laughs> crazy, which I'm sure you've heard before, situation. And um, I feel that there's a very strong bond. He's a stubborn SLB, excuse me. Uh, but just, I, I don't know. I just... Well, all right. Let me tell you, I'm picking up a bunch of stuff. First of all, I do agree. The, the connection is a pretty dynamic connection. However, um, I, you know, I heard you say that you know him a lot and that it's gone in these cycles. But truly to me, in energy, it feels like it's way more off than on. I mean, significantly more off than on. It feels to me, and maybe it wasn't always like that, because when I look back far enough, I do feel... You know, almost like he's, when this started with you, it started with a lot of um, focus and attention from him. But I just feel it has fizzled and fizzled and fizzled so that 
um, it almost feels, feels to me like you're getting the bare minimum of crumbs. And I don't mean to be disrespectful by saying that, but it's... No, that, I understand. Um, right now, yes. Um, and it also feels to me, and this is something that um, you're not the first person I have felt this with mm -hmm. called in, but, you know, it also feels to me, though, that when you guys do reconnect, that you quickly go back out to where you guys left off so that, you know, it feels like, oh, God, the connection is still alive and, you know, things are, are, are wonderful, and then he just disappears like a day or two or three or a week or whatever it is later. It doesn't feel like it picks up momentum and stays for any length of time. And one thing I want to say about that, which is so important, is that when you're – first of all, let me ask you, is that indeed true? Do you guys sort of reconnect very quickly and, and go back to where you guys left off? And disconnect. Yeah. Okay. Because what actually – the message that he gets when that happens is that it's like rewarding him for his bad behavior. It's sort of like, okay, I'm never around, but anytime I step forward, she's there for me, so I don't have to change anything. You know, you're rewarding the, the behavior that you don't truly want from him. So my, my suggestion to you is if you want to sort of reframe or, or, or restructure this, this relationship is, you know, pull back a little bit and don't make it so easy for him. You know, men are so often hardwired for the chase. When it becomes too easy or a woman is always there for him, and he does have that, that – um, that feeling in his energy, sort of like, you know, it's it's a it's a very confident, self-assured feeling that you're gonna you're gonna be there for him. So you must have a very long track record that any and mm -hmm. every time he steps forward, you are there for him, right? Pretty much, yeah. I I guess I feel like um, if I wasn't, regardless of the situation, whether it was we didn't talk for a long time and then I found out something bad happened, I would feel I, I almost feel the need to make sure he's okay. And granted, he's an adult, but there's just something in me that I worry about him. And putting that aside, though, yes, you're right as far as, um, you know, the reconnect, okay, I'm right here. And I have been doing a lot of thinking about that because I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not just a doormat. What does this make me look like? i got to stop for my own self-esteem. But I also want to prove a point to him, hey, I'm here you want me around, I'm going to be here, you know, but if you don't, I'm not going to reconnect with you for a day and see you later. But, I mean, what are you proving to him by being there when when he's not giving you anything back? I mean, what what is it that you feel you're achieving? Because you're actually, you know, from an energy standpoint and from what he's feeling from you doing that, it's actually detrimental to the relationship. Right, and then that's what I've just started realizing, like, what am I doing? I, you know, I want to either, you know, be stronger when I'm around him to say, hey, look, you know, give me a call when you want to hang out. If, you know, you, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but, yes, you're absolutely right not just to be there and then say, okay, you know, uh, I'll see you again when I see you. I'm getting a sense that on both sides that you feel the same way, that when something bad happens or, you know, that he's kind of like a friend, an occasional date that's there for you, that you can call no. once in a while and you both don't want to give that up, but you, you're expecting it to miraculously turn into more and it's not going to do that unless you change things by 
not being that easily available. Right, and that's what I'm doing. No, that's what I just said. I said I'm starting to realize, I have started to realize that, and I am willing to change that. That is exactly what I just said like a minute ago. Yeah, yeah, that's why you're calling. Right, because I do want to change it so that it's not just a at your beck and call type thing. I, I want to change it to where it's, you know, I, I'm here, I'm around more than just at your beck and call or, you know. So and Then you have to get involved with somebody else or appear not to be there a couple of times when he calls. And, and with that, you take the risk of, let's say, ruining the chemistry, ruining the friendship. Right. If you try to push it up to the level where there's some degree of commitment to one another, are you willing to take that risk? What, what's more important, holding on to things the way they are or moving it to the next level? I'd like to move it to the next level, you know. And okay, you then, you, then you're willing to move on if it doesn't happen. Okay. Ooh, that's a good question. No, that's a question. I mean... Is, are you are you ready to do that? Um, I like to. I would like to become stronger, as I said. I would like to, and hope that that will, you know, cause a different standpoint or cause a different effect on the situation. Well, you know, my my take on on this is, it's not. You need to really pull back and you need to really start handling him a lot differently in order to right. see anything different. And it may not, because it doesn't feel to me he steps forward that often, so it may take an extended period of time. But for you to stay in that, you know, putting your whole life on hold, waiting for him, again, you know, a, a, a big premise of the show that we often talk about is learning how to honor yourself. And if right. You're here, if you're putting your whole life on hold for somebody who's not attentive towards you, what message are you sending out for, to the universe? Also, there's, there's a concept that we talk about very frequently on the show also, and that's want. When you look up the meaning of want in the dictionary, it's lack of. So when you're, when you're constantly wanting somebody, you're sending out lack to the universe. So when you're sending out lack, what happens? The universe sends you more lack. So if you're... If you're hurting or wanting this guy um, and, and you're, you're sending out lack to the universe, to send, the universe sends you more of not having him in your mm-hmm. life. So my suggestion is find things in the relationship, past or present, that you could be grateful for. And okay. you can really focus your attention, your intent and intention on being grateful and, and, and getting something of value out of this relationship. You know, um, being being happy that you do have that you met somebody and do have this great great connection with. So if you turn your focus to that, honestly, I feel you're going to have a lot better success at creating really positive things in your life. But more importantly, I feel you're going to have to pull back very dramatically. So when this guy does step forward, um, be very unavailable. Don't carve out time for him. Make him earn it. The more mm-hmm. you work the more you the more he has to work for attention and and to get a response from you the more it validates to him how important you are right and that's what i've started to learn because i don't like i said i don't want to be a doormat and i you know i feel that i need to start doing that so i'm working on that it's a slow process but i am working on it and 
Thank you. When, by me being this way and continuing to be stronger, when would you feel that he may step forward? I'm just getting the energy. You know, it feels to me, if, if, if you start really honoring yourself, I, I feel within a few weeks, um, it, he has the potential of reaching out in a little bit different way. But the whole process to really reframe this relationship is going to take time. Um, I know, I know that. Many, many, many months, but you have to start with you. Right, and that's what I'm. Hey, thank you, thank you so much, and blessings to you both. Thank you, you too. Thank you. All right, bye bye. Okay, who is our next caller? All right, next we have Jessica. Wants to know if things will get better with her boyfriend. Jessica, are you on the air? Yes. Hi. How are you? Hi, Jessica. Hello. So could you give us a little bit of background and tell us what's going on? Well, I really heard from um, from him. All I know is that he just told me never, never to call him. Okay, so what's your question to to us? The question is, is there okay with Billy? Is that... Uh, I'm sorry, what is the question? Are we gonna are me is me and him gonna be together? Alright. I haven't um, heard from him I haven't heard from him in months. Already. And and his first name again was? Was Juan. It's Juan? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I feel for, for right now, it kind of feels to me that you guys have run your course. Um, you know, it does feel to me that there have been times that he has said things like this before and then stepped forward. Um, and I do feel, you know, some potential that he may but it doesn't feel to me that it's going to be much different or much better than it has been, because to me the, the whole energy between the two of you feels like a tug of war. Um, for right now, it kind of feels to me that, that things are at a standstill, and for the immediate future, I don't see him stepping back in. Dr. Cirillo, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, it, it seems like he's uh, kind of, taken a break and uh you know there's nothing within the short has he given you any indication that he he wants to get back together no he hasn't okay uh and you you haven't reached out to him not that i'm suggesting it because uh unless there's some indication uh that that he's interested, uh, my my best suggestion would be to get on with, with other people and other activities. I know that's easier said than done. Uh, was there any anything that happened that the two of you decided to go your separate ways, or or did he just drift away? It's good, like he just drifted away. And you have no idea why, or or something happened that. Uh, no, because I, I asked I asked him if there was any reason. He ain't getting no reason. He just went away. 
you asked him if there was any reason. He said, no, there's no reason. Uh, no, well, I guess there was no reason. Well, there's something going on within him or his life. I mean, that's his reason. He's, what, yeah. what he seems to be saying is that you didn't do anything wrong or, you know, it's not about you, but uh, is he with anybody else? Uh, you don't seem to have that much information here. Well, let me say that I, I I feel a very casual situation around him. I it, and I can't even say it's somebody that he's seeing regularly. Um, I don't. I, from a psychic standpoint, I don't feel it's more about you know because I actually feel more than one person around him. So it kind of um, doesn't feel to me that he he's leaving this relationship to dive into another relationship. If anything, he's he's walking away from this relationship. Um, just seeking something new, different. It kind of feels to me, but I don't feel he's seeing anybody. Do you have any different information? Do you know if he is seeing anybody? Mm, no, not really. Okay. But the right, only well, information I, only information I know that he lives with a. Um, What was that? Oh, I heard music. I was like, whoa. Um, so any information I have, I know he lives with two guys. Okay. Um, you know, I, as I said, I'm not feeling that this is a relationship. When I look forward, it doesn't feel to me that this is a relationship that's going to, you know, prosper and, 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 you know, flourish in your life. Um, I kind of do feel at some point he will reenter your life. Um but it doesn't feel to me it's going to be right away. All right? All right. Well, thank you for your call. Let us know how it went, how it goes. All right. Who is our next caller? Okay. Our next caller is Darlene, and uh, she has a question. I'm going to let her ask her question, another relationship question. Here we go. Okay, Darlene. Hi, Darlene. Hi. Um, Hi, how are you? Okay. I was... Um, connected with someone from my distant past on Facebook uh, last week mm-hmm. and um, discovered he's married, mm-hmm. but he sort of hinted that his marriage is not that great, and he's been, uh, in each email, getting more forward about wanting to see me, and he's on the East Coast. He'd have to fly out to the West Coast. And uh, I don't want to get involved with a married man, but so I don't know if there's some, you know, potential in the future that I shouldn't close the door on this, or uh, should I just be uh, more guarded and just keep things at, uh, you know, at what a distance. His, what's his first name? Larry. Larry. Okay, I'm going to let Dr. Cirillo give you the practical answer first, and then I'm going to... Oh, I can guess what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, did he seek you out, or did you seek him out? Um, I, um, actually, I was trying to find him about 10 years ago, unsuccessfully, and then I came across his name in the old phone book by accident, or maybe synchronicity, I don't know. And uh, so then I Googled him, and and then I found him that he was on Facebook. So I just uh, contacted him to say hello. 
Okay, so you contacted him, you reached out, and then he told you he was married, but the marriage, he hinted that the marriage wasn't that great, and he wanted to see you. Yeah, I didn't say anything about seeing each other. He's sort of up the, you know, I think he's being a little flirtatious in in the correspondence. Okay, but he's willing to fly out uh, from the East Coast to the West Coast to see you? Yeah, I think he's wealthy and uh, retired. Okay. So. Mm. I don't know I don't know if he's separated or in the process of divorce. He hasn't not, told me too much information yet. He's not separated. Yeah. He's, not getting, he's not there yet by any means. Yeah. But it doesn't mean he won't one day be ready, but but I don't feel by any means that he's there yet. Yeah. So Dr. Cirillo, do you have any any Yeah. I think I, I think I think that you were on the right track when you said I don't want to get involved with a married man. Uh you know, certainly you can keep him as a friend. He he's listed as married on Facebook, is that true? Yes. Okay, so it's it's no secret. You know, you can keep him as a friend, and if at some point he's, his marriage hasn't worked out and he's seeking a new relationship, then, you know, that's certainly a possibility, but you're aware that, that right now the timing still isn't right. It wasn't right 10 years ago, and, and it still isn't right, but possibly it's coming closer. Is there any more psychic? Uh... Right. I'll tell you what I pick up psychically. <laughs> I actually feel um, a, a really nice, it, it comes through very sparkling, the connection between the two of you. Yes, I, it is. In, yeah. in his energy, this is almost a, um, you know, a dream come true, that now yeah. he's got something to hold on to to sort of refocus his attention and and get him to make some changes. I feel a potential for changes in in him, but I, you know, actually it feels like he would move pretty fast, but that's easy for him to think about, but to actually do, I, I, I just feel, you know, it becomes a complicated process. Sure. So, so what, what my best suggestion to you is, um, you know, don't allow yourself to get involved with a married man. Don't become one of the statistics that we always talk about. Oh, of course not. Don't don't let yourself get involved. If you want to meet him and just reconnect and keep it on a very light level, which will be very hard to do with the kind of connection that you guys have. My fear is if you meet this guy, you're going to fall hard and so is he. I'm and, afraid of meeting him too. Right, and I do feel the potential um, for him to to make some changes, um, but I would never give you know a suggestion to anybody to go with anything until a man has filed for divorce. I just wouldn't do it because there's, yeah, I always matter, think you should matter, wait a while after they file too. Right, you're right. Well, exactly. Time to grieve, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, otherwise, you become a continuation of the divorce. What right. were you going to say? Excuse- I said otherwise particular... it would become a continuation of the divorce if he's I understand still not that. over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, but Lady Fontaine is making a prediction but, now. Right, but in this particular situation, I, I honestly feel that it, this, this is sort of the igniter for him, but I, again, I, 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 I feel that you would be setting yourself up for a big span of time of a lot of aggravation and a lot of waiting. And yeah. I can't, you know, I can't, I, none of us want to see you in that position. So no, I, I don't want to be in that position. I do in that direction. 
So yeah. if you could figure out a way to keep it at friendship, then, you know, do what you need to do. But I'm, I'm urging you that if you do meet him in person, it has the potential of moving very quickly. Not The early relationships have a lot, a lot of intensity to them. So that's why it's so dangerous if, if, if neither one of you is ready to pursue something, to meet with somebody from an earlier time in your life. Well, it's interesting. I only went out with him like once or twice. I was like 18. But uh, so, but I always thought he was a man I should have married, and uh, so. Well, I kind of feel he. I feel his energy, like I said, so totally illuminating. Um, yeah. Know, with having you back in in his life. That's a surprise. I yeah. That he's excited and he's I picked that up in his emails. So. Yeah. He's, there's no doubt he's gone ho. But, you know, again, proceed with caution. Does it have some potential of working out for you? Yes, it does. But it doesn't feel to me it's going to be an overnight thing. And, again, I just, I'm not one to say, you know, put your life on hold and wait for somebody. Do you think that he's been that. faithful, his wife? Um, yeah, I do. I really oh, do. Good. That's a relief. I wouldn't want a, a player. <laughs> no, he doesn't feel like a player to me. I didn't think so. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let us know how. Let us know what happens, and good luck to you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Bye. All right. Um, Who is our next caller? Okay, we have James, and James has been waiting two years for the right woman, and he wants to know when he's going to meet her. Okay, James. Hello. Hi, Hi, James. Excuse me. I said, how are you? I'm doing okay. I was wondering, like, um. Well, yeah, I was wondering when I will meet the right person. There's nobody in mind right now, Um, just in general. Well, I have, like, I have somebody in my mind, but I think it's just going to be friends. I'm not sure. Do you want to give me the first name? Do you want me to give give me the first name? Paula. Paula? Yeah, well, Paula. P-A-P-A-O-L-A. Oh, okay. Um, well, you're, you're waiting for the right person, and I'm not going to say that this person is the wrong person for you, but it's not coming through as that this is it moment. It's coming through as, um, this, you know, as, as, as something that has some potential and, um, you know, could, could work out to be a delightful relationship for you, but it's not coming through as this grandiose, this is it, this is it. I mean, you've been waiting for a long time. So when I was scanning your energy and looking forward, um, I actually felt that real grandiose kind of connection where everything really fell into place for you. It's still in the future quite a bit. kind of feels to be um, spring, summer of next year of 2011. Okay. Um, at really, and it's different than the majority of the relationships that you've had. It just, it, it, it almost feels from the second that you meet her um, that you, you guys are meant for each other. It just has a different feel. It doesn't have that urgency. It doesn't have that craziness. It has actually a very relaxed feel to it. But again, just like the call I took before, it has a very sparkling kind of energy between the two of you. She's very bubbly. She's outgoing. She's a very upbeat, very happy person. She feels to me to be extremely grounded. 
Um, she's, I'm seeing her as like uh, shoulder length blonde hair um, or lightish hair. I'm not sure if it's blonde or like a lighter brown or something. It looks sort of highlighted in a way. Um, and very, very pretty, very, very pretty. Um, and, and, but, but more important than the looks here is, is her, I don't know, it's her sparkling personality and it's this very open and sincere and, and, and just very heartfelt kind of nature that she has. And I feel you're going to meet her. I'm seeing, do you live anywhere by water? Are you by either coast? Um, well, I'm, I'm, I live in New Jersey. Um. Okay. Are you, because I'm seeing it by the, by water. I'm seeing, you know, like you're probably going to meet her at the beach or meet her at a lake or, or meet her at some outdoor, you know, activity or something like that. And it doesn't feel to me just that, you know, you're, you're accidentally, um, you know, stepping over her or something like, you know, falling over her at the beach or something. It kind of feels that there's an event or something like that that you're both at that you start chatting and it just, grows from that point. You're going to know when you meet her, there's absolutely no question in your mind um, that, this is, that this is the one for you. So the, the woman that's in your life right, right now, honestly, if you pursue it or you get, allow yourself to get um, more caught up with it, it feels like a great relationship, but it doesn't feel to me to be the one. The, the one that I'm feeling for you feels like a tremendous potential for you to be long-term committed relationship. Um, do you feel that she's spiritual? Yes, yes. Because I um, changed my life a lot this year. Well, good for you, and I do feel she is, without a doubt. She feels to me to be extremely grounded, very, just very, um, I want to kind of say intuitive. She feels to me, if anything, um, as far as from the spiritual realm, she feels more like a healer than anything else. Okay. Have you gone to any healing meetings or any spiritual meetings? Because um, well, I go to, I go to church. Well, okay, well, often you meet the person of your dreams at the place where you share a common interest. Oh, yeah, well, I go to church. I, I've been going to this church since January. A new church? Yeah, a new church, and I got baptized. Oh, okay, so is there a possibility that this might be somebody who you would meet through some of the church activities? I was thinking, I was thinking that that's what God wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go back to church and maybe, because I don't drink anymore and I don't smoke anymore. Good to see you. Good to see you, yes, right. So, so I was figuring that maybe it will be a church activity or something that I need somebody. And that very likely could be, very likely could be. So, so she's out there for you. Just, you know, enjoy life. Don't sit around waiting for her. She's going to appear. I mean, to me, it feels very much like destiny. Um, and I, I, I feel that it's meant to be, and you will find her next, next spring, summer. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. You're very welcome, and good luck to you. Okay, have a good night. Thank you. Good you night. too. Thank you. Bye-bye. I just want to remind everyone that if they did not get on the air tonight to please call again or send your question to mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Don't forget to visit Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com to learn more about her or to schedule a private reading or life coaching session. Lady Fontaine is an internationally known psychic and life coach. You can also follow Lady Fontaine on Twitter Facebook, and NING for her latest announcements. Also, 
please take a moment to make Eye on the Future a favorite here on Blog Talk Radio and send us a friend request to get special offers from Lady Fontaine. Please visit our show page on Blog Talk Radio for details on all of our co-hosts along with their contact information. Be sure to send your questions to mailbag at ladyfontaine.com to have your questions answered live on the air by Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. Thank you, Frank. We had some great callers tonight. This was really fun. Thank you all for calling. Be sure to tune in next week when our topic will be love addiction. It isn't what you thought it was, and that seems like a great follow-up to Fear of Intimacy. So tune in next week to hear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo discuss this topic, and they will also be taking your calls live here on the air. Don't miss it. I'm very excited about that show. I think it's a great follow-up to Fear of Intimacy, and we had so many callers tonight. I'm sure we'll have many next week, too. This is a universal issue. Jill? I'm here. Um, just like the, the fear of intimacy um, tonight, I feel that there, the love addiction, there's stuff that people don't even realize um, is, is under that umbrella of love addiction. So it should be a good show. I think absolutely great show. We had great mailbag questions. We had wonderful questions from callers. Um, and as always, thank you to all our listeners for inviting us into your home and into your lives. We love hearing from you, and it's our pleasure to help guide you along life's journey. Thank you also to my co-hosts, Dr. Jean Cirillo, Frank Todaro, and Julie Zellman. Special thanks to Rachel Look, who does a great job screening calls and helping us with the switchboard. Thank you. Many blessings to each of you, and I am in gratitude to all of you. Have a wonderful week, and remember to honor yourself, and you'll automatically draw in countless experiences that honor you. Paranormal enthusiasts, remember to tune into Frank Todaro's The Invisible World. Either call 718-508-9285 or check out on Blog Talk Radio for The Invisible World. Good night, everyone. Hope to see you back here next week. And remember to reclaim you. We're always here to honor and support you and provide the guidance to help you aspire to all your dreams. Good night, all.